a big Trust Tuesday. Trust in us to bring a vibe. Let's push! Give me some! Let's go! Never fold! Ten toes down, baby! You know who it is. I'm trying to be like you, my bud. Shush. It's too late to turn back now. <laughs> the Morning Shift. Powered by You Know Media. Good morning, good evening, and everything in between. We're back for a big Trust Tuesday, and this one right here is for our morning shifters from our misters to our sisters. We're back for another show. It's just in case you missed us. Do the dishes! <gasps> so powered by You Know Media. Good morning. Good morning, Etefano. Don't stress. We got you covered like a sundress. Hey! Bless. This is the new media. Everything you want, nothing you don't. Ba-ba. Everyone is welcome. You already know. Take your shoes off at the door. This oh, is the people already. show. Let's push, baby. We're getting okay. there. Okay. Someone's been on my hustle, huh? Slow grind, slow grind. I'm going to keep changing it and keep rejigging it until I'm ready. That's all it feels right. right. Mom's spaghetti. What? Confetti. (laughs) (laughs) No regretty. (laughs) Okay, we run out. Uh, All right, what is on the show today? Jordan's going to save rugby. Jordan's going to save the game. I'm going to save rugby union. We're going to save the game. And Mark has a really, really good question that I think we can get... Uh, a lot of it. And so it's, a real, it's a real change of pace for us in the show. So looking forward to that. Got some VUAs in there. And just a whole bunch of vibes. And speaking of vibes, Jordan's starting them today. Oh. I am. Uh, Mato Mark, is our uh, laptop ready? It is indeed. Because I get straight into it. Mm. Hit it. Three, two, one, let's pull. Hey, dile a ella que me lo ponga pa your vibe track for this morning look out on our shifters facebook group page how do people follow that bro oh, speaking of if you go over to our instagram there's a, a link there a link bio a link tree and then you can go over to our facebook and that page is an absolute it's an absolute vibe uh the shifters the group everything going on over there a lot of time spent over there man a lot of time content questions being asked memes being made i'm out of breath from dancing my bad yeah no that's good uh another thing Woo. if we can get that to 10k high fives actually um, uh, I'm saying this without actually getting this signed off, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Got to manifest these things. If we can get that to 10K, we will drop uh, our morning shift merch, which is all ready to go. It's in the warehouse, locked in the boxes away. So if we can get that to 10K, we will drop our merch on there first. Yeah, just take control. 
Yeah, let's push. 10k. I think we're at like 8.5 at the moment. We're close. And uh, that's not one of those ones Like we will actually drop it. It's pretty cool too. Very cool, man. Very, very cool. <laughs> All right, guys. What's on the show today? We're going to start it off with some daily bread. Breaking bread with, with the news of today. Still looking for a bread sponsor. Fano, here's, uh, here's one that I found overnight. They've just released the most expensive ice cream. Japanese gelato brand, mm. Celato, I'm assuming. Wow, that's a bit... Is gelato Italian? That's what I thought. Yes, it is. Hey, but who am I to call anything out? Uh, has broken the world record for the most expensive ice cream according to the Guinness Book World of Records. The premium brand's uh, Wokuya flavor retails at $6,996. What? Per scoop. The ingredients include white truffle from Alba, oh. Italy, that costs 15192 per kilogram. Now... You're wondering, why is white truffle so expensive? Mm. Well, I've gone and done that step for you. Here's why. The reason behind such high costs is the scarcity of the produce. All right? Follow me, bro. Truffles are seasonal, extremely difficult to grow, and take many years to cultivate. They also have a short shelf life. Truffles require a very specific climate to grow and require lots of oak trees. That's why they're often found in the woodland realm. But, I mean, like $6,000 a scoop? What are our thoughts on that? I don't even think it sounds good. Mm. Not I, even... I'm, I sound like a hater. I don't think it sounds that great. I know the Japanese people uh, and the culture do uh, appreciate the finer things. Oh, masters of... Absolute masters of the finer things. Coming. So, if you can find something as rare as a truffle and you can make it into a gelato, then I'm sure there'll be plenty of people lined up to do it because... Japanese also have some very rich people. Oh, I've seen that. And they'll take a photo of it, and other people will know. Oh, yeah. Comes in a little glass jar, apparently, oh. and you're supposed to uh, mix it until it's a soft sorbet type thing. Now I just want to know. What's the most expensive thing you've eaten? Do you reckon? <laughs> Brooke, why are you watching? <laughs> I don't get it. Ass don't count. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah. Um, uh, whoa, where did that come from? Tuesday, Morena. Um, damn, it's probably the most expensive thing I've eaten. Wait, what's the um? Jewboy Steakhouse be is pretty yeah. expensive. Yeah, Jewboy Steakhouse. Yeah, like their steaks are up near a hundy. I went to a the grill. Is it called Grill in Auckland, just by the uh, Sky City? Yeah, I heard that one's good. The oh, very, very good. It's like the Sean Connery one. Sean Connery, that's yeah, the one. That yeah. might be. It was, it was like 150 for steaks. We didn't pay. But we obviously expensive. haven't been in the circles that sell like real. That's oh, real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 150 steaks are giving poor, eh? Yeah, against the six thousand dollars scoop. Just imagine though. Imagine, imagine reading that article and telling your kid or something. Should we go get a scoop? Oh. What a great life, eh? Should we go get a scoop? $6,000? <laughs> it's an experience. Let's go get a scoop, shush. Our parents used to tell us that if the, the what was it, the Mr. Flurry, what was it, what was it called? Mr. Mr. Whippy? Whippy, if the sound was playing, that, that means it was out of chocolate or it was out of, <laughs> it was out of whatever you needed on that day. Bro, I know a few people opposite. whose parents said that. Yeah, dogs. Yeah, dogs. Yeah, dogs. All right, like, let me break off a little bit of bread today. And I, this person is a dog. Someone in Australia needs a hiding, like an absolute hiding. A policeman, actually. Uh, Ooh. I don't know the ins and outs of this story, but I, I still feel like this person deserves a hiding. Now, there was a, a police officer that was um, called to a, a care home, and the lady was 95, and she had a butter knife in her hand, and she was walking out on a Zimmer frame, and he felt like he was being attacked, and he tasered 
this poor 95 year old lady in Australia with dementia. Oh, no, so she, she was coming out and he felt threatened with the butt, bread and butter knife and a yeah. frame, a Zimmer frame. She, she's not doing very well. She is still alive and, and, and you know. You wouldn't have known she had dementia though. Let's not add GST. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Zimmer frame might have done the trick. <laughs> yeah, joke. But, but he went in, yeah, that, that poor, poor, poor lady. 95 years old, uh, she's still alive. So hang on, that just guy so just I can, needs a boof, boof. can get this right, the right picture in my head. Mm-hmm. So a policeman mm-hmm. who's, uh, I'm assuming, probably in his 30s. Yeah, we'll go 32. You know, he's got to pass that run test, push up, 100 push-ups, whatever. Mm-hmm. And a 95-year-old lady mm-hmm. is walking frame. towards him with a Zimmer frame mm. and a butter knife, and he felt the need to taser her. Tasered her. I imagine it wasn't at a quick pace that she was moving. Can't think so. I would have thought he had enough time to create a little space. Is he uh, is he undergoing any kind of stand down? He, he is undergoing stand down at the moment, but he hasn't lost his job. So he's just in a little that, that period at the moment. Where, okay, what do we do? How much media the, is going to pick up on this? The ladies, please, God, God, God bless her. She's still alive. Yeah, okay. she's not. She yeah, she uh, she fractured a whole bunch of stuff. So she's that's not good. But yeah, he's in that little period where it's like, uh, well, you're going to lose your job or not? So that's where he's sitting at the moment. I My boy, I, leave her alone. Look, I don't envy the job of any policeman. I think it's a, a really tough career to oh, get involved in. It's ruthless. Uh, but I do think that everyone has bad days at their job and this man has had an absolute hoorah of a day. Mm. Oh, where? When you unleash the taser on a 96, 95-year-old woman mm. carrying a bread and butter knife in a Zimmer frame, you got to review... On your, any woman? Yeah. Well, you, you've got to review your job choice, you know? Are you right for this? Are you right for this role? That's, how, that's my take on it. Nah, that's a good, actually, uh, nice understanding and nice way to wrap that up too. I don't, sorry, just one more thing to add. It might not be the right place and time to do that. Probably not. I always wonder why, you know, there's so much police shootings. Like, particularly with people who don't have a weapon. Like, where they kill them, but why wouldn't you just shoot them in the legs? I always think the same Why don't you just shoot them in the legs, Is it because bro? you're trained to kill? Like, yeah. especially if they don't have a weapon. If they, can, if they clearly don't have a weapon, just shoot their legs. Like They're trained not to. They're trained to, if you have to unleash the pistol, you shoot to... Not, not necessarily kill, but you shoot at the mass of the body, so that usually means the body. Yeah, yeah. But even if they got nothing, yeah, I know. I brought up something we have no no idea about. Sorry, I'll just I'll leave that there. Just, <laughs> I just wanted to know I wasn't alone in Brook Mother. Yeah, I got you, my Shoot the legs. <laughs> nah, it's daily bread, breaking bread with, with the news of today. Still looking for a bread sponsor. This is the morning shift. We may, in fact, be in a big Trust Tuesday, but I do want to draw your attention to a celebratory Saturday. It's a big game of rugby between your two super teams. Brooks Hurricanes travel to Auckland to take on Jordan's Blues at the home of rugby, Uh Eden Park. Make him walk. Uh, so big one for you guys because obviously both teams sit fourth and fifth on the ladder. Blues mm-hmm. just got the edge by one point at the moment, and this could set up who hosts a home quarterfinal. This could be like only two weeks left in the game. I wanted to know from you guys: are you are you as into Super Rugby this time around, or is it lacking a bit of you? Too focused on a World Cup? What's going on? Don't be doing that much, Mark. I'm always uh, I'm always trying to support. I actually haven't been to any home games this year. Oh, uh, for my for my Blues team. But usually, usually I am. Usually I am quite excited. I don't. It's a, it's a good. That's a good question of why. I think I feel a little bit. I don't feel connected with uh. With 
with the game this season as I have in, in previous seasons. Connected to the players as much, connected to kind of the, the, the culture of these teams, or especially particularly Blues for me. And I'm not saying anyone's doing anything wrong. Mm. I just think that, you know, when we look other places for characters in the game and kind of energy, I think those codes are allowed to express themselves and you kind of feel more connected to players and teams a lot a lot easier. Mm. But I, I just think the way NZR kind of run things and we all know the boys, they've got to do their... They can't really show any colour, you know? And I, I don't know. I don't know. If there, there's also, you know, in-game play of like rugby and how it's being played at the moment and there's, ch- there's chats around there, but I can't really pinpoint it, but I'm always going to be a Blues fan. I'm never going to support anyone else, if that's what you're asking. Um, I, I, I always watch the Hurricanes. Like, I, I, I really miss the game for the Hurricanes, but I always used to watch other games, and similar to you, I don't watch anything else unless the Hurricanes are playing, and that's where my connection to Super Rugby comes in. And I don't think it's uh, rugby fatigue. It's like the right ru- rugby fatigue. Like, it just, there's something that it just doesn't feel the connection. I'm not over it. It's just that yeah, Jordan probably nailed it, but that connection doesn't feel there with everything else. I would find that I'm watching way more UFC and boxing matches at the moment, and it's because they're, they're putting out on socials these real tantalising Oh, they're like mini lines. movies, right? Yeah, yeah like every week. Short movie, yeah. But I think that also, that's got nothing, really nothing to do with the players or New Zealand oh, rugby. Of course not. That's got to do with New Zealand media, not taking the time to find stories that we can connect to. But I also agree with you on the rules in oh, rugby we at the take moment. This. We're behind. We're behind um, the rugby league at the moment. Rugby league has made it's put in so many different plays now to speed the game up and sure the bunk is still a nightmare. <laughs> but just little wee things, little changes, you know, the six again that they put in last season, that makes the game speed up. Oh. Uh, there's a lack of there's a lack of sort of sitting around waiting for a scrum to reset. All that kind of stuff, rugby seems to have fallen behind. That six again rule, we've seen it in so many games in, in NRL. It can change the game. It can completely turn the game and so yeah, it is. I don't, I don't know what rules need to be happening in... in sorry, you spoke. No, you're so right with that. I haven't really thought about it like that, but it doesn't give you a chance to go on your phone. Because when you go to a ruck or a mall, <laughs> what are you doing? You go to your phone, but that's mm. six again. You don't get a chance to go, hold on. You actually, you actually continue eight. to watch the game. It's a, it's a phone break. It's a phone break. Like, that's how everyone should wow. now be making their sports rules. Okay, here it is. Here, here's my idea. All right, if we can get into it. I want to claim this is my rule, but I actually overheard it at the pub. It was my friend who said it, but I don't want to credit him. Um, I've got the rule that will save Rugby Union, I think. That's a hell of a call. This is huge. Yeah. And I think they could implement it very Tomorrow. soon. Immediately. What are, you know what? This weekend. <laughs> Blues versus Hurricanes. Or especially next year. Here's the rule. No scrums. The, sorry. Here's the rule. The only time you can have a scrum is on the five meter of both ends. So anything in inside of that is a tap. So you're getting rid of scrums outside of the twenty twos. Yes. So the only time you're allowed to to take a scrum or penalise someone and, and the scrum is allowed to be awarded is if it was inside either twenty two. Yes. So it's free running everywhere. It's free else. running everywhere else. It's a tap. Mark, Keep the game free flowing. Would you have to change? Here's here's how I don't know too much about rugby. Would you have to change your whole team? It would, or your whole forward pack? It would certainly make you have. You to, would, right? Yeah, well, you'd have to start making decisions, like proper decisions. Are we going to be a team that doesn't focus so much on on the power of a scrum inside the five or inside the twenty-two, 
and we start to be, build you a more mobile hybrid, team. These hybrid forwards. Yeah, you start having more hybrid forwards like a, just a eight Arnie's out there. and stuff like that. No, well, someone like a Safa Omor would oh, be yeah. perfect for Freak. the game. Yeah, true. Just really mobile and still, you know. But, but is he the greatest of scrummers? You don't know. You wouldn't need to have the greatest of scrummers now because you've got way more running rugby. But, oh, but also, but also, if you have a tight game and then it goes down to the crunch and you, you get a scrum, <laughs> and you have those forwards to be able to absolutely maul teams, you know. Yeah, do you have your props on the I th- bench? I think I, when I heard it, I thought, you know what? I I think this has we- this has legs. This rule could have legs. I don't hate it because you, you're right. The stoppage in play where people start checking their phones or mm. switch channels to see what the NRL are doing, this could be something that completely changed how quick the game is. You're not bad, yeah. It's, it's much better than flow like a river. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, I'll take an L on that. I'm not willing to take an L on this. Yeah, right, I mean, let's put it out there. Let we should put it to vote on our on our socials, and maybe even get you guys to suggest what rules could could help the game of union. Just speed it up. The same way that NRL and league are kind of being innovative in that space, looking at rules that change the game for them. And look, here's how it happened. Here's how it happened. My mate, we were having this chat, full on rugby fanatics. They're actually down in Canterbury, and uh, they were they were doing a renovation on their rugby their club rooms. And they had the league on, and the owner of the, the club rooms comes in and he goes, tell you what, it's a bad thing when the league's on in a rugby club. Yeah, oh. true. <laughs> but all the TVs had league on. Wow. So, and, and, in, and rugby land too down in Christchurch. Yeah. And, and sorry, just also to back this up, like NZR do, does, it, it is on them a little bit, I'll be honest. It's not just NZ Media. Not having a go here, we might. But... If you think about it, they know they're not keeping audience and they're certainly not getting new audience come on and watching the game. And so what that means is there's a lack of connection to the game and the personalities and the players. What was the what was the greatest game of rugby that we watched last year? The, the Women's, women's World Cup. Rugby World Talk Cup about final. it. It was amazing. It was the best rugby game I've seen in it forever. It was branded Maybe right. Ever. We were able to see the characters. The socials were able to allow us to see the personalities of these girls. We had a connection to them. Who's the greatest personality in rugby at the moment? The most entertaining? Ruby Tui. Talk about it! Portia Woodman. Talk about it! Man, Stacey's we have a conne- We have a connection to those girls, even those, that, that, those Sevens girls, how they've changed the game too. We have a connection to those players and to those teams because we're allowed to see them there in a different way. You know, they, they're allowed to express themselves. And I think that's really important in, in, in union at the moment. And I think... I, I, sorry, I have to I have to throw back a, yes. a, a retort to that. Is it actually the fact that New Zealand rugby has squeezed the personality out of the male players? Or perhaps, and Wayne Smith summed it up in a great saying where he was talking about the boys need to win to have fun, whereas the girls need to have fun to win. And that was his biggest observation from coaching. Mm. And and so this fun wow. and this energy is built from the players themselves. If you gave that same freedom to our boys, would they be into it or would they be staunch and would be like, ah, I'm not muck around, play games, you know? That's you might feel like the, you have more freedom is it, too. Is it NZR or is it this just how our culture is? Well, yeah, maybe maybe I need to be more specific. And I'm not trying to have a, have a go at anyone. I'm just trying to suggest that there's, a, there's an issue. When the best player in the world goes to just swipe his neck like he does in the haka because he's in the moment, heat of the moment and he's in the arena on the battlefields you could say and he gets banned one game for it what is that what is what is what message does that send to all other players about expressing themselves yeah and i just I, yeah i just think yes there that's is a code of conduct and things like that and so 
Yeah, it's a bigger conversation, right? But but great point about Wayne Wayne Smith. I didn't know that. It was good. Can you in a, in England or Europe at the moment? Is rugby the biggest it's ever been? It seems like the crowds that I see at the moment, the, their teams are good. Like most games are sold out. It seems like it's because we're huge, feeding right? them with our players. No, but, <laughs> but what it does though is because they play that brand of rugby that we're talking about here. That's quite boring, but they love it. So it's not going to change on an international stage because world rugby is going to go. Nah, there's heaps of money over here. So we'll change it in New Zealand, be a hybrid, and no one else will do it. Mm. Which you know would what, suck. I, I, let's start with the rules, and I reckon Jordan might be onto something. Okay. Via somebody else's idea, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> at least I'm honest. I'm, it wasn't my idea, but yeah, let's, uh, let's implement that one. Okay. <laughs> this is the morning shift. <laughs> Why do you guys laugh at Usher? As Usher uh, into the song. It's just, it's just an interesting. <laughs> I like it. Mark, man. would you be offended if we sent, sent our voice stabs off to go get professionally done? 100% I'd be offended. There's such a great little wee feature in our show. But it would save you so much time. It would, but I don't mind spending that time just to give you guys that kind of Yeah, energy. but we'll still keep some for every now and then. But I we can't can... believe you're going to outsource. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be offended at all. It does take a lot of time and... Oh, no, but we've, we've done a few weeks with them. They're good. They're great. They're good. You drop and, them and every now and then. We'll, we'll drop boom. them every now and then. So long as you guys are cool with me outsourcing where we get our next sayings from. <laughs> <laughs> cool with that? Um, I do need, well to done, pull, I need to pull focus okay, because sorry. this is an important chat um, and I was having it with a friend of mine and it's around the um, idea of being a parent and we're all parents in this room mm. and I know that a lot of people including myself want to make sure that as parents we give our children everything we never had agreed that's the idea, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You want to work, you want to <laughs> you want to work hard so that you can go, yes, yeah, son, you want that shoe. I'm gonna buy you that shoe. Um, same with for me and my daughter. Anything I could never get, like takeaways, we were never allowed takeaways growing up. It was just too expensive for our family. So when she wants McDonald's, I want to be able to provide McDonald's for her. That's really simple, and I think that's something that most parent is going through and, mm. and wants to do. I want to challenge you on this though. Sure, there's the things we want to be able to provide that we never had, but what about the things you'd like to protect them from? Because that's a big part of this as well. We've all been through experiences. We've all had things that have happened to us in our lives. What are some of the things you would love to be able to prevent your kids from going through that you went through? And they can be fun. They can be deep. I reckon it's a good chance for us to sit around, <clears throat> have a quarter of them. You made my heart beat fast even just thinking about that. Uh, I'll start. That's a really good question. I don't know if mine's necessarily a... Um a money thing that you can buy. Uh, how do I start this? If you've listened to this show or you listen to where we used to work, you always hear me like joking about it. And I am genuinely joking about growing up without a dad. Like I, this might sound weird to people who had dads and, and that was way of life and you can't imagine life without him. I was embarrassed if I ever saw him. Like it was a weird, different feeling. Like I, I don't feel like I missed out on anything. Mum was amazing, mum was great. Which I guess kind of leads me to where I want to get to. It's going to sound more serious than I think it is on me. Though. But I, I would love for Winter to not ever have to question or wonder if his dad loved him. Mm. Oh, we're going there, my boy. But uh, yeah, as I was thinking that through, I didn't grow up like wanting that or longing that. So it's not on me. I just don't want him to ever have to. 
mm. maybe he might think it for whatever reason. But there is probably something into it as to how I got to that point. But the feeling that I have isn't on me. It's just more I don't want Winter to ever have to go, damn, is he going to be at the recital? Is he going to be at the game? Is he going to be at Christmas? Is his birthday going to be, like, is that a thing? Mm-mm. It don't feels like a, it. like a <clears throat> feeling of presence that you are always going to be there for Winter. Yeah, right? yeah, you yeah. You never yeah. want him to feel like, he's questioning whether your presence is there or not. No, without a doubt. And his mum is like amazing. It's never going to happen with his mum. Just one of those ones, which yeah, there probably is something in it if, if I was to unpack it just a little bit more. But that's probably my one. I know, I know like um, you, I know you have joked about your dad and I like, I know you do feel like that, you know, like um, you can joke about it. Mm. And what I love about like this chat is like, this is, this is where you've arrived right now. And like, it, it might not be where you arrive later, but like, it's your story, bro. You know, like you're allowed yeah. to. It's your it's your freaking story, bro. You're allowed to you're allowed to feel about your story and your chapters as you need to feel for them. And I think what fatherhood does is it, it kind of allows you to do go that. through those motions. Yeah. And you're you're even though that's how you feel, you also know like what the feeling of having a lack of, and so that's why you don't want winter to feel. Mm. You know, my my one is like I'm pretty hard on my son to be honest. You know. And um, I'm always trying to keep that tension between um, allowing him to be a kid and like also um, um, uh, trying to look out for setting him up with boundaries so that he's able to be safe. Mm. But um, I think the main one that I always think about that I, that because he's so young, I haven't really had uh, been able to get to, but I really want to try and eliminate the concept of shame in his life and um because i just i just know how crippling shame is and like from from you could you know you can make mistakes or you can just be too afraid to dance in front of someone you could be too afraid to go to trials in front of someone you can be too afraid to like take a certain backpack in front of your mates you know you can be too ashamed to be who you are you know and so um, what's funny about that though is that I have to model eliminating shame, you know, so that he sees me um, as someone that's okay with it, and then and then hopefully it gives him a chance. But yeah, for me, I've always thought about like the kind of man I want my son to be when he goes, "Well, we're like really going there, right? Mm-hmm. Eh? Like, <laughs> we kind of move." Whoa! Shut up, But no, yeah, I like I really uh, the the concept of shame and eliminating shame as a concept in his life is really important to me. And I like, I plan to scrap shame uh, like hundies. <laughs> like there's nothing you can do that will not make me proud or that. And in fact, I'll be more proud if you can like live in the truth and, and express yourself how you want to, you know, but implementing that's a whole other thing. Yeah. That's what I'm going to try to do. Yeah. But if you see my son shame, like in the future stuff, you, you know, we're still working on it. <laughs> Don't judge him, mate. I think that comes with age as well. Like, I remember Ava just fed my energy. Like, I, I'll be honest. Like, I don't care a lot about what other people think about me. I like whether what I wear. I mean, <laughs> clothing that I wear, whatever it is, I just don't care. Like, I'm pretty on my own waka in terms of what I think is important in my life. And I've always tried to install that kind of feeling with, with Ava, my daughter, as well. But she's goes in and out of it. Like, you know that horrible teddy bear we made? <laughs> She took it to school proudly, <laughs> and someone She's offered on. her money for it. She's on. She bro. was just like, "I don't care." I was like, "We made it. This is cool." Yeah, and that's man. that kind of energy 
but yeah, it fluctuates. It comes in and out. They meet new people. They get new friends, and sometimes that can change the group. We can change the dynamic of oh, really how proud they are. And yeah, mm. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I think for me, and it's probably similar to what you had, Brooke, and it's probably similar to what everyone is trying to do, and it is give your kids everything that you didn't have growing up. And for me, it's really, I want to prevent Ava from feeling, and the boys, uh, from not knowing where they come from. And I always used to be envious at a young age of my good friends that I grew up with, and I saw their mum and their dad, and I could see similarities and traits. I was thinking on a different level back then because I had never known who my mum or my dad were. I didn't know why I looked the way I looked. And I looked different. Like, I look real different to anyone who walks around the streets of Gizm. Maybe the Kohe Tuhaka has a, a large <laughs> nose as well. He'll be the first to say it. But, uh, yeah, it's, I want her to know and I want the boys to know exactly where they come from. Mm. I remember watching Top Gun when I was younger and thinking Tom Cruise might have been my dad. Mm. Just Not embarrassing Cruise, to say, man. but I know. But that's the kind of thing. I don't want her longing to know where she comes from and why she it. looks the way she looks in the mirror. Mm. That would be my one thing I'd like to protect my kids from. And it's so crazy. It's like these are probably uh, our own fears. And like you have to also be careful of projecting mm. yeah. those fears. It's like a self, self-fulfilling prophecy, you know. Like you try and get them to avoid the things that you never went through and somehow some way you know still happens. and you look it, at, can, it can still happen you look know? at the three of us are we that bad of people and we, we went through those things mm. Mm. just three dads having a chat yeah <laughs> what up mate also i just want to say real, real uh, and i don't know if we 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 hear it enough or we see it a lot but if if you are a dad and for whatever situation the best time to reset now you know like i, I know so i know some mates or some people that they're not, they're not proud of some decisions that they've made, but like, man, you can turn it around, man. You can freaking turn it around and like, just keep going, keep trying. Every decision, every every moment is like one you can create momentum. Well, my mum used to always tell me, moments create momentum. Moments create momentum, so that moment can start today, you know? I don't show know up and show out. That's push! Mm. <laughs> can we have a laugh or something? Like, I just... <laughs> Stuck fuse, man. Oh, Mark, man, the Tuesday. Serious clothes. Oh, All right. We got you from 6 a.m. Oh, not that song, man. Whenever you want. It's the morning shift. Stay hopeful, baby. Shoosh. <laughs> Shoosh. Woo. Let's bring a void. Everything for Just you, baby. Dry your eyes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was me a little bit, man. Okay, what's happening next, guys? Let's shift gears into VUAs. What's VUAs? Uh, voice us anything, which is, man. Honestly, we love can't thank you guys enough for just constantly jumping on Instagram, sending through a voice memo and we'll play it out on this. It can be anything. So sometimes it'll be something that we're like talking about. But if you just have something going on in your life that you just want to chuck on the table, always here for it and we love it. So thank you. You've got mail. Kia ora boys, uh, loving the podcast, you got to crack up. Thank you. Thought I might just quick share a quick story with you guys. Um, I was riding my bike to school one day, had um, my basketball in one hand and I was holding the, the handlebars with the other and I was coming up next to a school bus that was full of school kids from my school. And um, as I was coming up next to them, I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll ride with no hands. Might look cool. So I was holding my basketball and then there was an uneven part in the footpath and I went to grab my handlebar completely missed it and rolled over the handlebars and landed on the ground 
and my bike fell on top of me and yeah my ball rolled onto the road somewhere I looked up and everyone on the school bus was filming me the worst part they were at a traffic light so they had stopped and everyone was just watching um yeah have you guys got any any uh, embarrassing stories from when you guys were at school first thing that comes to mind is I'm so glad I didn't grow up with phones Hey, also, you, you, were the, you were hot property in school, oh, eh? Man, I, was I heard you were the coolest dude. Man, I think so. I heard Brooke was like the MVP superstar of school. But I had one of the boys come up to me the other day. I haven't seen him in a long time. He goes, man, what happened? Because high school, you was the man, homie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're still the man, my boy. You can't say that to my face. Nah, but you must, you're the man now, so you must have been the man in school. Uh, well, we need looking moves. <laughs> That's enough. Play basketball. Look, look, look. <laughs> my one was, uh, I... My, my dad brought home Rise, the Crump movie, like oh, crump, six crump, months before. Down. You know when like your uncle or your, your a relative would come back from America back in the day and they'd bring back all the DVDs that hadn't come out yet with the little plastic sheets, you know? Yeah. And, you know, they had the terrible graphics of the movie, but they were printed on all in almost like, Thai, I want to say Thailand language. That's, <laughs> not, that's not the right thing. <laughs> What's it? In Thai. In Thai. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thailand language. And then, uh, so my dad brought it back about six months before Rise and the Crump phenomena uh, actually hit New Zealand so I was in I was in 4XL tees down to my knees spray painting my t-shirt before yes, people knew what it was so then I like I hosted this crump battle once and everyone the whole school came and uh, and the guy who was supposed to crump battle me just got shy and so I I kind of just like I'm like crap the whole school's here to see me crump like <laughs> I'm like oh damn the whole school's they gotta see something you know, I'm looking at my mate who's now gone shy, and he's like, nah, man. Nah, that ain't so. Nah, I, I, I'm not doing this. And I'm like, wow. They came for a show. <laughs> <laughs> they came for a show, homie. So, crown, crown, bring, bring it on, bam. I start foot stomping. I start beating my chest, arm swings, hella arm swings. Then it kind of goes quiet, and I realize that potentially people don't understand what they're seeing. That's why they can't really react in the way that they need. They should be reacting. And then I'll never forget it, this white boy, Seth, who was like, who's like one of those white boys that hung out with white people, but for some reason, all the brown people were cool with Seth too. Like Seth just kind of, he was so fluid. He could just go between groups to groups. Like, you know, he'd shake his mate's hand and then he'd dap, dap up the up. boys, but he was still Seth. Seth comes out and just starts booty shaking. Bro, the whole school, <coughs> the whole school erupts. And they like lift Seth up on his shoulders and like walk him off. And I'm just left there, putting away the extension cord <laughs> that I borrowed from my PE teacher by myself. And you know what's worse? I got changed. Like I got into my, I was that guy. I got into like into Bobcats and Gargos, and I cut off and I cut off hoodie. Oh my god! But those experiences made me the man that I am today, and I'm the yeah, yeah. I am the man. Tell him about it, my boy. Yeah, you are. Tell him about it. All right, one more. What's up, boys? Uh, just a dairy farmer here from South Australia. Mm. Uh, I love the show. Listen to it when I get the cows in. Cheer, cousin. Every morning, afternoon. Hey, boys, can you guys do a little bit of acting for me? No. Uh, so you just got a terrible present and you have to act surprised. This is me. Oh, mean. Another pair of socks for my 30th. Mean. Thank you. Anyway, take it easy and do the dishes. Wipe your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Havili, you up, my boy. 
that, yeah. That's a you one. No, honestly, you know, the, the, the one time I believe gaslighting is like really appropriate. Actually, I don't know if it's gaslighting. But anyway, this energy is appropriate is when you receive presents. Here's what I do. If I receive something I don't want, yeah. what you need to hit them with first is you need to talk about the elephant in the room. So if I got a pair of socks I don't want, I go, you know what? You just think this is a pair of socks. But to me, it actually means a lot. Right? Then you kind of get, get a little bit more emotional, kind of like serious. Then you say something like, usually no one gets me anything. And then you go, so I really appreciate this. Thank you. Boom, baby! Holy heck, they start looking at you like, damn, my, my boy, boy. <laughs> man, I didn't know. Like, it wasn't really like that. I just stopped on the way at the picture station and got you those, you know, it wasn't really anything big, but, nah. you know, if, you, if it means something to you. What you see in front of you is just a pair of socks, but to me, these are a commitment to my feet. <laughs> a deep commitment. <laughs> and it gives you energy to want to get a better present next year. I won't get him socks. I'm going to get him something he loves. Bro, that, honestly, that's my best tip. Whatever you get, that's you can just tip. be like, People laugh at Lynx Africa, but it's actually it's actually a smell from my past that I, I really miss. Oh, wow. So thank you. That's good. I was just expecting a, yeah. oh, me, thanks. <laughs> give, a, give a little more. Let's push, baby. Come on, Brooke, what do you got? Man, the science thought, you know me, I was, I'll be the exact same thing. I'll be like this. Brooke. Pretend this is just something. Pass me something. Okay, here you go. Jordan's passed me a <clears throat> favorites box. Mm. My boy! <laughs> My boy, how did you know? All the flavors? You know I don't just like one? My boy! Yeah! That is exactly you want how one? You do it. <laughs> what happened? My boy! Back. Take it! Ain't got no dreams in here no more. You take it! Golly! Mark, you did drama school, how you do it? I'm 41 years old. I don't act anymore when I get you bad You are gifts. too nice to not do that. Mm. No, I, I probably just, I'll do exactly what our friend who messaged in would do, and it's just go over the top with the, oh, wow, for me? No. What you shouldn't have. <laughs> Literally shouldn't have. But there will be some venom in it, it just, just enough for them to be able to, is he being for real or if mm. I really offended him? No, you're great yet? at that. Yeah, you just a little zest. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Mmm, wicked. Jordan, well done. Well done. Got yeah, you. Well, Jordan. Keep Got those VUAs coming through. We love them. The more, the merrier. This is The Morning Shift. Yes, it is. How yeah, it is. I hope you love the show. But everything on the show today. Hey, mixed bag of emotions, eh? You want to save rugby? We, well, we almost saved rugby. We, Give that uh, a go. We also saved our own souls. <laughs> Went to the Fatsun. Thanks Had a bit for of therapy. part of that therapy session, everybody. Thank and we told you how to lie. Yeah, which is great. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, one of our favourites because we haven't done it in a while, or we haven't done it together. So we, we missed out last week. Can we just do it now? True. No, you do, you, do, you do the first part. This is tomorrow, guys. I'm Jordan and I'm Brooke and this is True News all together for you. Oh, it's just you. Nice. It's just you because no, you I'm did in the perfect. car. I'm in the car. Like, <laughs> we all do it in the car. Hey guys, look after yourself. Look after others, and remember, love y'all. Do the dishes. This is the shift. The shift. Go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. The morning shift. I'm gonna make him an offer again with you. The shift. I love you. Oh, oh. This is the shift. Got it. <laughs> okay. I'm like the burger.